0: Chapter 8 of The Life and Works of Joseph Wright by William Burmrose. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 8 Correspondence of Wright with Mr. Dolby and Mr. J. L. Phillips. The Shakespeare Gallery Pictures Dispute about Prices. Derby, December the 31st, 1779. To D. Dolby. THE EMPRESS OF RUSSIA HAS TAKEN INTO HER CAPITAL COLLECTION MY TWO PICTURES OF VESUVIUS AND THE Durandolo, AND GIVEN ME FIVE HUNDRED GUINEAS FOR THEM, WHICH IS A GOOD REWARD ACCOMPANIED WITH HIGH HONOR. FORTY GUINEAS TO A FRIEND IS AS LITTLE AS I CAN TAKE FOR THE PICTURE YOU SAW OF THE FIREWORKS, IF YOU MEAN THAT. IF NOT, IT WILL DEPEND UPON YOUR SIZE AND FINISHING OF ANY OTHER. 4th JUNE, 1780, TO D. DOLBY. DEAR SIR, if nothing material happens to prevent me i intend sending my show cross on monday morning directed by mr tate as you desire the picture of the dollar, which i hope will get safe to hand and meet with your and your friends approbation it is one of the highest finished pictures i have painted cost me upwards of six weeks study and was put into your exhibition at a hundred guineas as you are only to send me forty, which I must beg you to keep secret, you must look upon it partly as a compliment on Mr. Tate's account, and in some degree a compliment to yourself, as a well-wisher too and encourager of the arts. With respect to the payment, I would wish you to suit your convenience, any time in the course of the next year will be agreeable to me. I have made no alteration in the picture, as I could not, with advantage, but most sincerely wish there had been such a rocket as you wish for to add it now would destroy too much a unity of the picture Derby, November the fourteenth seventeen eighty five to d e. Dolby, dear Sir, the cavern with a picture of Julia, which I exhibited in the spring, is still in my possession. It was esteemed by the artists the most sublime picture I ever painted, and so I think myself. A rising moon always conveys to me great majesty. I think myself much honoured by your society. Pray, make my best compliments to all the members, and believe me your much-obliged friend, Joseph Wright. I am going to have my picture of Gibraltar ruffled for by eighty subscribers at five guineas a ticket. THE SUBSCRIPTION IS NOT YET OPENED PUBLICLY, THOUGH I HAVE SEVERAL NAMES DOWN. DANIEL DOLBY, JUNIOR, ESQUIRE, LIVERPOOL. MY DEAR SIR, MANY THANKS ARE DUE TO YOU FOR THE TROUBLE YOU HAVE HAD IN NEGOTIATING THE BUSINESS BETWEEN MR. HARDMAN AND MYSELF, AND OF WHICH I SHALL RETAIN A grateful REMEMBRANCE, AS I HAVE HAD REPEATED PROOFS OF YOUR ATTENTION. To my best interest and even in your last letter have anticipated my wish of making my intention of disposing of the picture of gibraltar by subscription as much known as possible in the circle of your acquaintance for it is not lawful without an act of parliament to advertise a ruffle i must therefore be obliged to my friends to declare my intention of having eighty subscribers at five guineas i hope your friend mr hardman will not mention the price he gives for the pair of caverns, as I have always had fifty guineas apiece for them of that size. You say you hope I will excuse the free thoughts you have entrusted me with, respecting the large cavern with the figure of Julia. 'Tis the privilege of friends to be open to each other, and if I knew what you really wished, I would most certainly accommodate myself to your inclinations. Will you have the picture sent to you? If you approve of it, keep it and pay me for it, as shall best suit your conveniency. If you do not like it, return it, and we shall both be pleased, for as it was esteemed by the artist the most sublime picture I ever painted, I doubt not, but I shall one day or other dispose of it. And believe me, dear sir, with much esteem, yours sincerely, Joseph Wright. Derby, January the fourteenth, seventeen 1786 DANIEL DOLBY, JR., ESQUIRE, LIVERPOOL DARBY, FEBRUARY seventh, 1786 To J. DOLBY, JR. Dear Sir, By the time this reaches you, I hope Julia will be near her journey's end. I sincerely hope she will arrive in good condition, and that Abraham and Isaac will not be found to have lain too hard upon her. I did everything in my power to keep her untouched and spotless i should have sent the picture off sooner but the week the man who i trust to pack my pictures was out and the second shawcross after promising me to take it neglected it tis directed to mr tate and to go by land carrier i am persuaded by my friends to take the fashionable tour of the lakes next autumn i sounded my dear friend tate upon the scheme but have not heard from him since if we go your company will be a happy addition but i would have the party small none engaged in it but draughtsmen for reasons too obvious to need mentioning i am dear sir with much esteem yours very sincerely joseph wright daniel dolby jr esq liverpool derby march twenty fifth seventeen eighty six dear sir i was sorry to be informed by our friend tate of your indisposition and that you are still, by your own account, a cripple. Dr. Darwin, a very eminent physician of his town, is very much disposed to gout, and he told me, while he continued in the use of wine, he was affected with it. He left it off, and drank nothing but ale and small beer. Still he had fits of it, but much weakened. He then disused ale, drank nothing but small beer. Still he had a little gout about him. He has some time past drank nothing but water, and now he has no gout at all. If this practice does not coincide with your opinion, I know your good sense will excuse me taking the liberty of mentioning to you, as your well-being is the sole motive. To Daniel Dolby, Jr., Esquire, Liverpool. Derby, October 5th, 1786. Dear Sir, Mr. Smith gives this description, which I have just received, of the parts of your little picture, the view is on the shore of Posillipo. In particular, the houses nearest in view form part of the village of chiare a place much frequented by the lower class of people in Naples to spend the summer evenings. They generally go by water and are regaled with hard eggs and good Falernian wine, the usual repast brought from the neighbourhood of Pozzuoli. The other house or palazzo on the hill in the distance is called the palace of nine windows, but is inhabited only by servants. When you see my good friend Turner, make my best regards to him, and say how much I am obliged to him and his friend, Mr Wyatt, for his accurate account of Shakespeare's scenes. I am, dear sir, with much regards yours J Wright to Daniel Dolby Esquire darby september the fourth seventeen eighty seven dear sir how welcome are the good tidings of returning health to my dear tate which you have so kindly communicated to me may heaven speedily restore him to his former health and vigour no disease more completely debilitates the frame than a nervous or putrid fever and if i have observed right there is none considering the state the body is reduced to "'from which it is sooner reinstated. "'His premeditated attack upon the cold roast beef "'was, I think, a very favourable presage of the above observation. "'I sincerely hope he made an excellent repast "'and feels the good effect of it. "'Make my love to him with every good wish for his felicity, "'in which this family most cordially joins with me, "'and hope to have the pleasure of seeing him here "'when convenient to him. "'I am going for ten days,' if it agrees with me to motlock, the baths served me some time ago but from a particular circumstance being obliged to ride four and twenty miles the day i left which so fatigued me my complaints returned upon me nor can i wear them off Tis now almost four months since i touched a pencil have no particular complaint but general debility which has reduced me to so torpid a state I feel no inclination to pursue my art. I am, dear sir, your most obedient servant, Joseph Wright. Mr. John Lee Phillips, Manchester. 5th of May, 1789. My dear sir, I did not intend fixing a price upon my picture in the exhibition till I got to town, but having just received a letter from Mr. Heath to know if the picture of the dead soldier was disengaged, and what value i set upon it it becomes necessary at once to fix the prices of those you inquire after and to have your answer by return of post as i must answer mr heath's letter the picture of the dead soldier framed a hundred guineas boy and girl with a bladder fifty guineas girl with a charcoal stick forty guineas i am very happy it was in my power to afford you and your friends rational entertainment while with me the felicity was mutual believe me and i am very sincerely yours joseph wright st ellen's fifth of may seventeen eighty nine my best compliments attend the triumvirate in which mrs wright begs to join derby december fourth seventeen eighty nine my dear sir pray how is my friend tate he has given of late but a bad account of himself is obliged to live with great uniform temperance, and deny himself that conviviality he is so well calculated for. I wrote to him some little time ago, part of which letter I make no doubt, but you are acquainted with, as it was my wish you should. You see, I have enough of the devil in me to wish to retaliate upon the misguided alderman, Boydell, who I hear loses ground very fast, and will shortly have none to work for him but his half-starved creatures. I am engaged at present and shall be for some time with portraits, so that my historical pictures are, I fear, very distant. However, I do not lose sight of them, and as the hours' exercise I daily take on horseback seems to contribute much to my health, I hope to be a tiptoe by and by to attack him. However light my friend Smith made of the gout, when you was with him, it was proved a serious affair to him, subjecting him to much pain and a long disuse of his pencil. P.T.T.'s a man's industry should prove an evil to him, and his laudable endeavours to provide for his tender offspring frustrate its own intention. Adieu, my good friend, and believe me yours very sincerely, Joseph Wright. St. Ellen's, 24th of June. 1791 my dear sir yesterday i received a letter from the secretary of the spring gardens exhibition to know the price i had fixed upon the picture of antigonus a gentleman having applied for it and desired him to write to me mr barrow the secretary told him the conditions which i meant to part with the large pictures namely that they should be engraved from by a capital artist which was not strictly what i meant to this he had no objection, and assured him, if he purchased the picture, it should be engraved by Mr. Midiman, or some artist of equal reputation. It should seem, from hence the person who is about the picture buys it with an intent to have a plate made from it, which will preclude my having it done by Heath, though, from what you said to me last on that head, there are little grounds for hope of that ever taking place.' pray do you know the character of mr midiman as an engraver i should not have troubled my friend with his business though i am at all times and all occasions happy to have his advice had not my friend tate when last here, asked the price of the storm for your brother mr h phillips at which time i did not give him a decisive answer therefore i think it incumbent on me before i treat with a gentleman to inform you the price is a hundred guineas and shall be glad of your answer by return of post if convenient the extremely cold weather immediately succeeding very hot has diseased me very much i have had for some time past a nervous fever hanging about me and am now much disturbed with an inflammation on my liver art stands still Adieu, my good friend, and believe me with much respect, yours, very sincerely, Joseph Wright. Derby, September the twenty-fourth, seventeen ninety-two. My dear Phillips, this morning I have sent off by Shawcross a case addressed to you, containing the book of drawings after Michelangelo and a slight sketch of a wild scene which I painted some years ago i looked it up the other day and if you think it worth the place in your collection please accept it with my esteem the picture of the ponte salerno is in such a state i shall not be able to finish it at present i retouched the sky some time ago and some other parts of the picture and the colours are changed in a most abominable manner one never can depend upon fresh colours laid on old i hope the little picture i have sent you will not share the same fate. I have finished the storm except the figure of Antigonus. Your brother Frank seemed to like it much. Indeed, those who have seen it give it the preference to the other. I have brought your ship nearer, which heightens the distress of the scene, and, being much larger, the masts go above the horizon and make a balance to the other side of the picture.' I am going to begin a cottage on fire for a gentleman at Bristol. He has offered me fifty guineas to finish it highly. I have also finished Tate's Moonlight, which is much admired. I think I shall send it with a storm, not by way of receiving the cash, for that I forbid, but to give you taste and pleasure, for I flatter myself it will. Perhaps, if he has no place to hang it, you would give it house room till wanted. WHEN I HAVE THOUGHT A LITTLE MORE ABOUT MANUFACTURING PICTURES, AND HAVE DIGESTED A PLAN FOR SUCH BUSINESS, I SHALL LIKE IT MUCH IF I CAN GET A SALE FOR THEM. I HAVE GOT TWO OR THREE ON THE STOCKS. THE ONE IS FINISHED, THE OTHER FAR ADVANCED. THE FINISHED ONE IS ON A PANEL WHICH I HAD BY ME, BUT THE SMOOTH SURFACE IS NOT CALCULATED FOR EXPEDITION. THE SUBJECT IS THE LAKE OF ALBANO, SUNSET. Being done from one palette, there is great unity and harmony in the colouring. When you have received the case, pray give me a line, for I shall wish to know Michelangelo is safe in your possession. Adieu, my good friend, give my respects to Mrs. Phillips and all my friends in which compliments Romana wishes to unite. I am very sincerely yours JW To J L Phillips November twenty ninth 1792. My dear sir, to have read such flattering accounts of my picture from all hands is highly satisfactory to me, and none more so than the last. With respect to the payment, as you are so kind to take my cash into your hands, I wish you would place it with the rest, and in a few posts I will remit between five and six hundred pounds to be added to the other sums. "'I thank you for your friendly advice about the Indian widow, "'and tell our friend Tate, "'who I suppose will communicate it to Mr. Macneven, "'that in consideration of a little of his assistance "'to lay out my property to advantage, "'I will deduct ten guineas. "'I sent it off by Shawcross last Monday, "'and hope it will be safe in Manchester "'ere this gets to hand.' i have remembered the outline of vesuvius for friend tate which i should think may be enveloped in smoke but no fire should appear indeed the hot lava does not show itself by daylight i am glad to hear plates are in readiness for michelangelo i fear i shall never do my part my hand is too unsteady now for lines adieu my good friend Romano wishes to join in best remembrances to you and mrs Phillips and your family to our dear friend Tate, Mr. Morland, etc. dear sir, your much obliged friend, Joseph Wright, Derby, November twenty ninth, seventeen ninety two, pray, what is your opinion of the stocks at this time? I have a little property in, and have some thoughts of selling out. I bought in about seventy six. The little picture on panel is too square. The right measure of your frame at the end should cover one-eighth of the inch and ye top and bottom one-half, which will bring the picture into better proportion. The plates for Michelangelo here alluded to evidently refer to the reproduction on copper of some of Wright's sketches from the Sistine Chapel, for we find Wright sending the sketches to Phillips on September the 24th 1792. There is in existence an impression from copper of one of them, partly in aquatint, but whether from the hand of Wright or Phillips, it is now impossible to say. Derby, the 31st of December, 92. My dear sir, enclosed I sent you Messrs. Crumpton's draft on Messrs. Ayton, Brussie, Lees, and Company, their bankers, Lombard Street, for four hundred and sixty pounds payable in fourteen days which you will be kind enough to acknowledge the receipt of as soon as you can make it convenient what you said in your last respecting money matters makes an apology on this account unnecessary nevertheless i must say i feel the obligation very sensibly and now let me thank you for a barrel of excellent oysters your brother h spent part of a day with us I was in a working humour, so I did not let his visit stop the progress of my pencil. He sat by me, and seemed pleased with the rapid advance of my picture, for it was one of my playthings or sketches that I was engaged with, which, with six others, I intend to send you next week for yours and my friend's inspection. A morning effect of the Lake of Albano is a companion to Wilson's evening effect, for my dear friend Tate. I wish it may be found a meet one. I have just prepared a canvas the size of Tate's Moonlight for an evening effect on another view of the River Tay at Dunkeld, which, if care and study will accomplish it, I intend it to be the best picture I ever painted. I know not how it is, though I am engaged in portraits and made a complete dead colour of a half-length yesterday. I find myself continually stealing off and getting to landscapes. Joseph Wright derby seventeenth january seventeen ninety three my dear friend i am glad to find by my friend's date the box of sketches are got safe to hand and that you approve of them they ought as my friend may see by the direction to have been delivered almost a week ago i can't help doing too much to them as sketches and if any other person than yourself was to have the calling of them I should certainly charge something more for those that were selected. You are then indebted to me for three thirty guineas, and if Tate cannot get more for the remaining four, they must go at that price. I am sorry your brother H. did not fix the price for Antigonus, as he knew all the circumstances. He was certainly the proper person to have done it, but since it is left to me, I must observe— i have no claim upon him for more than a hundred guineas as i offered him the other picture for that sum but in justice to myself i must say it deserves more considering the pains i took with it and the charges of the frame etc amounting to near thirteen pounds but whether he chooses to give me the advanced prize a hundred and twenty guineas must be at his option very sincerely joseph wright i am sorry i cannot fulfil my engagement with mr morland mr gisborne does not think himself at liberty to divulge smith's mode of washing with water colours, to mr j l phillips february the twenty sixth seventeen ninety three my dear sir mr william hartman called last night i showed him the pictures by candlelight but i don't think he could see them well they did not seem to reach his feeling except a small one of an effect of fire seen through a dark group of trees with a large piece of water reflecting the objects about it had he not in his possession in the cottage i believe he would have purchased it tis a new subject and rather a favourite with me if there should be an exhibition this year independent of your royal academy i perhaps may show it to the public as also the companion to the moonlight in my friend tate's hands which now being near finished and if i flatter not myself will be a tolerable picture tis full of air and has depth two necessary requisites for a landscape i have a great inclination to send you this fire-piece to look at i think it would give you pleasure if manchester was nearer i certainly would how goes michelangelo on Can you give me proof of your abilities yet? I often wish I lived with you, that my productions might receive the benefit of your strictures ere they go out into the world, and myself enjoy your friendly conversation. But my lot is cast otherwise. Adieu, my dear friend, and whether near or distant, believe me, ever yours, Joseph Wright, J. L. Phillips. King Street, February the 19th. 1794. My dear sir, the day after you left us, I set to work upon the picture of Vesuvius, to remove the stiffness of the line of lava made across it, and which always dissatisfied me, by bringing the trees more over it, but it would not do, for what proved beneficial to the one was injurious to the other, by bringing the group of trees and rock much in a line." I have therefore illumined the ground over which the lava is about to pass very strongly, set fire to the plants and raised the fresh smoke, which here and there passes across the lava and effectually does the business. I have also increased the quantity and brilliancy of the smoke which arises from the upper surface of the lava, so that the center of the picture is more lighted up and the general effect much improved. I have added the forked lightning, which ever attends the dark smoke, and which increases the horror of the subject without disturbing the effect, and on Tuesday I intended putting in your figures and the finishing touches to your picture, when, alas, I was suddenly seized with a sore throat and fever, a common complaint here. My lungs, a weak part, have suffered much. I have a very bad cough. My frame is much debilitated. The fever is abated thank you for your attention which is ever awake to serve your friends to ye exhibition business as they have long ago thrown me on their shelf i do not feel inclined to sue for protection but perhaps when my nerves are more settled i may see it in another light yours most sincerely j w your picture of vesuvius and one at Dunkeld would have been at manchester before now had not the frames of the pictures which i exhibited been materially damaged at the academy mr millborne has orders to put them into good condition and send them to you when done derby june the twenty ninth seventeen ninety four derby december the twenty seventh seventeen ninety four my dear sir your relation mr n phillips to whom i some time ago sold the picture of the city of florence called upon me last week and engaged the picture with a rainbow the cottage on fire and the small sea-storm which i find he intends sending to america i am sorry the two first leave the kingdom he seems anxious that i should paint him the siege of toulon for which he will not exceed a hundred guineas the scenery must be very complicated and so many objects and incidents cannot be painted for that sum I some time ago refused a like-sam for any sized picture I would paint of the siege of Gibraltar. Did you not give me some hopes of seeing drawings by an officer of the engagement at Toulon, or have I dreamt it? Pray, inform me soon, as I must satisfy Mr. Phillips. Joseph Wright. Your letter has poured balsam into my wound. I have heard nothing but humiliating observations on my pictures, which have tended much to the inactivity of my pencil for some time past. What a mere machine am I become, depressed and rendered useless by a little censure, and put into motion again by a little flattery. I really believe my enemies might easily persuade me I have no pretensions to paint. What a thing have these weak nerves made of me! February 1795, J. L. Phillips I am sorry to learn from my friend Tate that he does not acquit himself in the pictures of the lakes to his expectation. He is acquainted with my principles, such as they are. I wonder he does not with more certainty avail himself of them. But they are different subjects, and I have sometimes seen effects in your country repugnant to common-sense principles, and which I could by no means account for. I have a picture in hand of the sort of Keswick Lake." Did you pick up much painting knowledge in your late visit to the captains, or only the quackery of the art? Would I had as much strength as the captain, I flatter myself I would carry the art a great way. Thirteenth of March, 1795 My dear sir, I am sorry to find Heath still procrastinates. He was to have begun on the dead soldier in good earnest last midsummer, Another is approaching fast, and nothing more done to it. I despair seeing it finished, and many of the subscribers to my portions of the prints are dead. Well, patience, as the Italians say, and you have as much need of it as I. The very severe winter we have had has almost demolished me. Just after Christmas, I paid a visit to my friend Gisborne. It was a young trick of me to sally forth at that time of the year but he tempted me with sending his courage. And wrapping myself up in flannels, I thought myself invulnerable. Unfortunately for me, it proved otherwise. I have been dreadfully ill ever since. I am now wounded at so many points. I despair of ever being well again. I have had Darwin's advice, and about a fortnight ago he ordered me to have a hot bath every night, from ninety-four to ninety-six degrees of heat, in which I stay half an hour. It has certainly braced me, and removed some disagreeable sensations, but I am still too much oppressed to think of handling the pencil, and what is worse, I feel not your least inclination to paint. I am glad to hear my friend Tate succeed so well in watercolours. I dare say, when the application of them is well understood, it is pleasant work.' Make my best regards to him, to Mr. Phillips, and to all my friends, and believe me with much esteem yours most truly, Joseph Wright. May twenty ninth, 95 I wish for my own sake, as well as for your feelings, for I know you participate in the good or ill which attends your friends, that I could give a better account of myself. I have now been five months without exercising my pencil, and without a hope. "'that I shall again resume it. "'I seem to have outlived my art. "'A reflection, though in no way favorable to the restoration of my health, "'will continually obtrude itself upon me. "'I am glad to hear my good friend has laid hold of his brushes again. "'Paper and camel-hair pencils are best adapted to the amusement of ladies "'than the pursuit of an artist. "'Give my love to him and tell him he should not avail himself of my long silence.' The effect only of ill health. I wish to hear from him. I understand by your relation that you have built a steam house which is productive beyond credit, and that you are overrun with cucumbers. If this is really the case, pray let two or three run over to Derby. Am not I very impudent? Derby, October the second, seventeen ninety-five. My dear sir, I take up my pen with much pleasure to communicate to my dear friends at Manchester, who participate in my welfare, that a few days ago, after a truce to my pencil for ten dreadful months, I felt the dawn of inclination to resume it, and on Friday last, made, with trembling hands, some feeble efforts. Disuse and the loss of much strength has made the employment rather vexatious, but facility will come in proportion to my practice.' I thought i should never have had it in my power to finish the pictures your relative engaged but they are now within a few hours of being completed the picture of the little elegant bit of scenery at rydal which my friend holland mentioned to you is not near being finished the water indeed is further advanced than the rest of your picture for i was keen to produce an effect which i had never seen in painting of showing the pebbles at the bottom of the water with the broken reflections on its surface. But I have not succeeded to my wish, and Holland, who sees all my works through the most partial medium, has coloured his description too highly. So highly finished is that little bit of nature, that to do its justice, it should be painted upon your spot. Your account of the Isle of Man makes me wish to see it. We often see fine-shaped rocks than fine-coloured ones, the patches of different colours are not large and distinct enough to have effect the distance the different hues are produced by small mosses rather than by original colours in the stones joseph wright derby december the eighteenth seventeen ninety five my dear sir i am at all times very happy to hear from you and if at any time there is the appearance of omission the multiplicity of your avocations make your apology i have had too many substantial proofs of your attention to my interest to doubt the sincerity of your friendship to me i should be highly to blame without cause to deprive myself of so inestimable a blessing i have put the last touches to your little finished bit of scenery of Rydal waterfall which you have commissioned me to send you which I will do as soon as it is dry enough to pack safely, but that you may not take it upon the character of my friends, who, as I said before, are partial and sanguine. You shall, if it meets not with your entire approbation, have the power to return it. Your feelings upon the occasion may be different to theirs, and I could not have you buy a pig in a poke. It is a very intricate subject, and I never wished myself out of a wood so much in my life. I shall continue to work a little almost every day, and, if the spasms upon my lungs keep off, I hope to gain strength. I cannot describe the pleasure I feel upon resuming the pencil when I am tolerably well. Joseph Wright I have sent off to Nottingham your kinsman's pictures, where they are to remain some time ere they are to be sent to America. Derby, 11th of April, 1796 Ill luck ever attends my pursuit. A few days after you left me, I was again visited with an asthmatic fit, which was in a day or two succeeded by a second, whereby I was so debilitated, I could not employ my pencil at all for many days, and have not since found my exertions equal to the great picture. Have therefore given up all thoughts of exhibiting it this year at least, whatever I may be induced another, but from abuses i have received from the academy i never feel very anxious to get among them there are in general an illiberal set of men and the less one has to do with them the better joseph wright wright painted two pictures for alderman Boydle's shakespeare gallery namely prospero in his cell showing a visionary spectacle to ferdinand and miranda for which he received three hundred guineas and the storm in the winter's tale for which a hundred and forty guineas was paid wright addressed the following letter to the alderman respecting the former picture Derby, twelfth of march seventeen eighty nine sir i should have sent you the dimensions of the picture by return of post but it was still to-day so folded up it could not be measured with any accuracy the exact size is twelve feet and a quarter of an inch by 8 feet and 6 inches, to hang horizontally. It will be necessary to have a good straining frame with the inner edge well rounded off, for if left square it always makes a mark in the picture. The reason I mention a fresh straining or wedging frame is the one the picture is on has been cut in so many places to accommodate it to my painting room. It is too weak to use again, but for the purpose of painting on if I should again have occasion for so large a one. The picture is now finished, unless a fresh eye discover anything in a few days to be corrected. I most heartily unite with you in wishing I may make a conspicuous figure in your exhibition. The picture, by the time you will want it, will, I hope, be dry enough to roll upon a cylinder without damage, which I think the safest way of sending it, for it is much too large to go flat. I am, sir, your very humble servant, Joseph Wright, Mister Alderman Boydell, Cheapside, London. Before Wright painted the bear in the storm, he wrote to Gulpin for his opinion, who sent him some sketches of bears, one of which was introduced in the picture with the following letter: Footnote. Now in possession of the writer. and a footnote. Knightsbridge, Wednesday, dear sir. I sent you the enclosed sketch as soon as possible, that I may have time to make a more finished one, if it does not answer your purpose. If it does not, please let me know by return of post, and I will go a bear hunting to the tower, or somewhere or other, and sketch one from nature if possible. I think with you that the pursuit is better than the horrid act of tearing. Your sincere friend and servant, S. Gulpin Hayley, in his life of Romney, thus alludes to wright and his engagement to paint for boydell shakespeare gallery november the fourth seventeen eighty six mister josiah boydell entertained the little party of friends to the projected gallery whom he has named in his preface to shakespeare i wrote nothing in its favour except a brief sketch and a letter to engage my friend wright of derby to paint for the gallery my application to wright was made at the earnest desire of the alderman it appears that when the time for payment came wright was dissatisfied with what boydell offered to him for his picture of ferdinand and miranda whether Hayley, the poet who appears to have been the go-between for the painter and boydell placed the matter before wright in such a light that boydell did not afterwards approve of it is now impossible to say wright however wrote the following letter, which drew forth a characteristic reply from Boydell, who adopts the usual plan of abusing the plaintiff. Derby, July twenty sixth, 1789. To Alderman Boydell. Sir, I understood by my friend Mr. Haley that forming a gallery of pictures from the works of Shakespeare was first agitated in a private party, of which he was one, that the artists were to be classed your first class to consist of sir joshua mr west mr romney etc and your humble servant that those in that class were to have three hundred guineas a picture more or less according to the size and work they might have in them and that he was extremely happy to find the artists had entered upon this most laudable work with a spirit and liberality that reflected the highest honour upon them resolving to sacrifice interest to fame on those grounds i began and finished my picture upon the largest size then proposed in the course of executing my picture which through ill health was much protracted i learned from good authority that your original plan was quite deserted that you bought pictures of any size and which were not designed for the gallery and that the artists painted their subjects on such sized canvases as they thought proper, and made the best terms they could with you. This, I have reason to believe, is the case from what I saw and heard when in town last. Upon your asking me, when in the gallery together, what I expected for my picture, I told you that, being very remote from the scene of business, I was unacquainted with the prices you had given, that I should leave myself to you, not doubting, but you would pay me as you had here upon which pointing to one of mr northcote's pictures you answered we give him two hundred and fifty guineas and pray said i what do you give to mr west for this oh replied you was i to pay all your artists as i have done mr west i might soon shut up the gallery i felt much mortified at this unworthy treatment for such i cannot but think it and left you now sir i knew at the time and have been confirmed in it since that you gave sir joshua five hundred guineas for his small picture and a very considerable fee besides also that you gave mr west five hundred guineas for his picture and yet you were paving the way to offer me a much less sum is not my picture as large as mr west's has it not equal nay more work in it is it not as highly finished and has not the public spoken as well of it, then why should you attempt to make a difference in our price? Till you can give me a satisfactory reason why I should take less, I shall certainly expect the same. Had the work been carried on by the artists, with that generous and laudable spirit which my friend Hayley held out to me, I would have scorned to have been behind the most liberal of them, but for me alone to adhere to the first plan would be the highest folly, as I should thereby not only lose the pecuniary advantage, but endanger my reputation, a point which I consider as a far greater moment. I mentioned the circumstances to some of my friends in town, and to others since my returning to the country, and they all agree that I have strong reason to complain of your treatment. I am, sir, your obedient, joseph wright p s i heard also when in town from very respectable artists that you had agreed to give mr copley a thousand guineas for his picture if so your conduct in this business is most strange cheapside august the third eighty nine sir i sit down to answer the most extraordinary letter i ever yet received wherein you inform me of a great many circumstances that i never heard of concerning the conduct of a work that i thought i was somewhat acquainted with you begin your letter by telling me that you understood that i had classed the painters according to their rank and you gave me a list of the first class in which you place your own name now sir i never presumed to class the painters i leave that to the public to whose opinion and judgment i bow with great reverence and respect at the same time i am free to confess that had i ever presumed to have classed the historical painters of this country perhaps mr wright's name would not have stood exactly where he has been pleased to place it himself in the line of landscape i confess it would have been a different consideration I find it would be too tedious to go through all the ridiculous assertions that your very extraordinary letter contains. I shall therefore leave you to enjoy your notions, however unfounded, and proceed immediately to business. I never offered you any specific price for your picture. You asked me what I had given for pictures of that size. I told you the prices you knew that three hundred guineas was the utmost stipulated sum and in one word sir i will not give you any more and this i offer not so much for the merits of the picture as that you nor no man may have risen to complain of my want of liberality you are indeed the first that ever has complained on this subject with what justice i leave the world to judge when i look at the merits of the picture it deserves no such sum for however excellent the landscape part of it may be the figures are very faulty and so much out of drawing that it will give no little trouble to correct it for the engravers as to whatever prices i have given or may hereafter give to any artist in this or any other undertaking i shall certainly not consult mr wright and his attempting to dictate to me on this subject is perfectly ridiculous i am sir your humble servant john boydell copy j r harrison notwithstanding the alderman's disparaging remarks wright painted two other shakespearean subjects viz the tomb scene in romeo and juliet and another of the storm with antigonus pursued by a bear the former he never sold the latter was purchased by mr henry phillips reference to these two pictures will be found in the following correspondence derby june the seventeenth seventeen ninety my dear friend i cannot stomach the application you wish me to make to him to come forward in my defence nor if i could do i think it would be of any use long who our friend tate knows is his most intimate friend and whose judgment he holds in the first rank, is intimately connected with the proprietors of the work therefore there is but little room to hope he would do anything to serve me that would in any wise injure a work they themselves were the first planners of i am extremely obliged to you for the very flattering account you have sent me things seem to work to our wishes and the alderman's conduct will i hope soon be completely dissected i much wonder that vasari has not appeared again ere now perhaps he is intimidated there appeared an odd paragraph in one of your papers a few posts ago the prince of pickpockets has given instructions to his attorney to prosecute a printer for a libel on his character as yet nothing has appeared that will come under that denomination i hope i would most willingly write to mr heath respecting plates being made from the two pictures but i hardly know what to propose to him and if on account of the picture of romeo and juliet which has been so much decried he should have objections it might embarrass him to decline it to me you have had so much trouble on my account i really am sorry to ask you to write a short letter to sound him in the business but he would be more explicit to you than me j wright my dear friend the two pictures are exhibited last year in the royal academy of romeo and juliet and Antigonus in the storm were certainly painted too dark sad emblems of my then gloomy mind "'I have simplified the background of the former, "'enlarged the parts, and thrown more light into the tomb, "'so that Julia is bright without being a spot, "'and the picture of the storm I have near gone over the whole, "'rendering the parts clear and distinct, "'without weakening the character of gloominess, "'and, if a man may be allowed to judge and speak of his own works, "'they are much improved indeed. "'I wish Heath was to see them now,' I think he would like them, and perhaps indulge us with plates from them. I have a strange wish to see them well engraved as they are, though unworthy of adding to Boydell's collection. I intended to have exhibited them at the Lyceum, but they have quarrelled amongst themselves and don't make one. A footnote, the Society of Arts, who built the Lyceum. End of footnote do you think MacLean would hang them in his room a month or two for i wish to have them better seen by the public than they have been i communicate this to you to judge of, because i well know you regard both my interests and honour i have heard nothing from MacLean respecting my painting for him tom tate some time ago told me that rogers of liverpool who is concerned in the work asked him if he thought upon proper application being made I would undertake any subjects, for it was much their wishes that I should be concerned. Maclean he used me queerly in his first scheme, and his application, if he does not wish to engage me, will now come with an ill grace. Joseph Wright, St. Helens, fourteenth of February, ninety one. End of chapter eight.